Engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, I'm Janet Marana, Executive Director of Priest for Life. Welcome to this special episode of Just Ask Janet. Of course, joining me today is pro-life leader Frank Pavone. Welcome yeah, right. to the program. Good to, be, uh, good to be on the set. And of course, we are just days away from an, another exciting feast of the Epiphany. That's right. And of course, we have to still say, right, Merry Christmas still. We're in this Christmas season. That's right. I hope you haven't uh, trashed your Christmas tree or taken down your Christmas decorations yet. Because we are still celebrating, aren't we? It's basically a two-week season. And yeah. uh, this year, you know, every year the date of, you're talking about the liturgical season for the church. Right. The date varies a little bit. This year it's uh, Monday, the, the uh, 9th of January, that it, that it officially uh, Ends. Uh, concludes. And yeah. that will yeah. be Monday, you know, we celebrate the baptism of the Lord. But this weekend... We will be celebrating the Epiphany, right? Mm -hmm. So let's delve into that just for a oh, little bit. The eighth bit. of January, I guess. The eighth, yeah. yeah. So let's delve into the Epiphany just a little bit, uh, you know, liturgically and all that. What is? I mean, we all know it's about the three kings, the three wise men, all these different names for them. But what is the big significance of the Epiphany? Well, it actually revolves around three different events, but it means revelation, manifestation. What child is this? You know, the right. Christmas Carol. Uh, is the question that the Epiphany answers. Who is this that was born? Now, of course, who he is was announced by the angels to the shepherds on Christmas night, Christ the Lord, Savior for all the people. But Epiphany delves deeper into that question, what child is this? And the three events that reveal the answer to that question are, like you said, the visit of the Magi. Right. Right. The Gospels tell us about that. These, uh, these wise men came, and we'll talk about that in more detail. Because if they're coming from the east, if they're guided by the star, they're making a journey to visit this newborn child, that says this is someone important. Right. The other two events, and it's and it's uh, these are further ahead in time than the visit of the Magi were, first of all, the Lord's uh, baptism. When he first came on the scene for his public ministry, so he's an adult already, and John the Baptist points him out, there is the Lamb of God. Right. Words that we repeat at every Mass. And then he, when he's baptized in the Jordan, the, 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 the Father's voice is heard, the dove comes down, the Holy Spirit, this is my beloved Son. Listen to him. So what child is this? It's the Son of the Father. And the third event is the wedding feast at Cana, where the Jesus um, changes the water into wine, right? right? We know the story. But in the Gospel of John, what it says is when he did that miracle, he revealed his glory, epiphany. He epiphanied his glory. And many came to believe in him because they said, look, look what he just did. Right. The not Miraculous. only was the water changed into wine, it was the best wine right. that they had ever tasted. So these three events taken together are epiphanies, manifestations of uh, who this child is. That's what the feast uh, is about. Well, and then what you just said, too, about the, the baptism of the Lord, that reminded me of, that's a revelation, too, of the Trinity. 
Yeah. But you had the yeah, voice of the right. Father and Jesus the Son mm -hmm. and then the dove coming down. So yeah, there's yeah. the revelation. When people say, well, how do you believe in the Trinity? Well, there it is. Oh, it's clear. It's yeah, very clear, it's clear, right? And Jesus talks okay, about Okay, so now it, we yeah. have these three kings slash wise men who are coming their names, and what is the significance? They each had a gift of right. gold, frankincense, that's and what myrrh. That's what the scriptures tell us, is right. gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So now, we're talking here about, we're, uh, people should understand, that when we're talking about this now, we're only scratching the surface. I mean, any, any sermon about the epiphany, any article, because we're talking about thousands of years of rich tradition, mm -hmm. and reflection, and meditation, and drawing out the meaning. So what we're going to say here, just keep in mind, it's just a little scratching of the surface. But essentially what's been, uh, uh, you know, explained here is gold for a king, royalty. For a king, royalty. He is, and you know, he's, he's, this is important now because some faulty brands of theology, you know, talk about, oh, Jesus will become king. And it's not becoming king. He is king. He's king, right, from the right. beginning. He's king from all eternity. He's the son of God right from the beginning. And so... Um, this gold represents that he's a king. Incense is a, a sign of sacrifice and of priesthood. Uh, incense, let my prayer, like the Psalms say, arise before you like incense. The priest is offering a sacrifice and bringing the prayers and intentions of the people before God and then bringing the blessings of God to the people. The incense represents Christ is the high priest, bridging the, the gap between humanity and God. And the myrrh is anticipation of his burial, the anointing of the body with the, the, uh, the ointments and uh, myrrh used for burial, reminds people that this, this God has become a baby in order to be able to offer his body on the cross. I mean, you can't offer your body on the cross unless you have a body. Right. So the incarnation is, Christmas is pointed to Easter. Christmas right. is pointed to Good Friday and Oh, Easter you can't Sunday. have Easter yeah. until you have Christmas. Right. You know, it's like the baby right. has to be born, grow up, and then the sacrifice of yes. the cross happens. Right. Right? So the, the, the gifts really, you know, you can unpack the meaning of them pointing to those realities. Right. Then there's a lot of traditions that uh, surround this day. The one thing I found is very interesting is uh, the chalking of uh, the door. I would like to read this. Um, and this happens, a lot of cultures do this. Um, <clears throat> Not just Catholics, but actually Christians, including Anglicans, Lutherans, Methodists, Presbyterians, and of course, I said Catholics, right? So it, it's kind of across denominational lines, this uh -huh. chalking of the doors. It's done either on the 12th night, which would be January 5th, the 12th day of uh, Christmas tide, and the eve of the Feast of the Epiphany, or on January 6th itself. So those are all the different versions. And what they do is, they write on the door with chalk, and if it's done, obviously, uh, some churches actually bless chalk. You can bring chalk to church that day, and some churches actually bless chalk so that each, per like the head of the household, can go home and, and do it on the doors in their home. Mm -hmm. Interesting, right? So what, they, what do they write with the chalk on, on the top of, of the lintel of the, of, the, of the door? They write the number 20, and then they make a, a cross, then the, the capital C and a cross, capital M and a cross, capital B and a cross, and then the number 24, signifying this is the year Which of 2024, year the right. year it is. Now, people might be wondering, well, Janet, what's that CMB stand for? Well, that's right. the three wise men who are Casper, Melchior, Melchior and Balthazar. Balthazar right, yeah, right. it's kind of interesting. And why do they do this? The chalking is done um, because they were asking a blessing on their home throughout the year. 
starting on, on right, the Right, because epiphany. the Word became flesh, and what does it say? Dwelt, Dwelt among, among us. us. The presence of Christ. Right. By His Word, by His grace, by His Spirit, in the Eucharist. Right. And the idea is, in any blessing of a house, may Christ dwell here among us. And that's what they're saying, that yeah. they're asking Christ to dwell this year in a special yeah. way in our home. Yeah. Now, then, of course, Epiphany takes on a kind of fun meaning, uh, especially here uh, in Louisiana, in the South. Uh, and I know specifically because I did visit a few years back around this time of the year. Mm -hmm. It's so much fun. Uh, first of all, just like the, a lot of us, we don't take our Christmas decorations down. Well, in New Orleans or parts of Louisiana, what they do is on the Epiphany, that's when they take down the red, white, and green lights and, and red, white, and green decorations, and mm -hmm. they replace them with the Mardi Gras colors. See, everyone thinks of Mardi Gras as being Fat Tuesday, but no, that's not it. They're celebrating King Jesus, baby Jesus, as king. And on King's Day, which is January 6th, that's when they do this switcheroo of their decorations. Mm -hmm. And everything is in the Mardi Gras colors, which are yellow, uh, green, and purple. And so they have, I've seen this in their homes, it's beautiful. They put the lights in those colors around their doors. Uh, if they, they will take the Christmas decorations off their tree and they'll put the, those colored lights on. And they have all kinds of little Mardi Gras, baby, little baby Jesus as they hang and all this stuff. And then of course they start with the king cakes and they are, let me tell you, they are delicious. It's like a cinnamon kind of cake with icing on top. But the secret is inside that cake, is a little plastic baby Jesus. Ah. And the tradition is, if you bring a cake, a king cake to someone's home, and they're serving it, well, whoever gets that slice with the baby Jesus, they have to buy the next king cake, and the celebration continues in their home then. Oh, okay. And, and it's, it's, a, it's partying, not just on Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras is the culmination, but it's all these um, feasts that happen, people go to each other's homes, they have parades, it, it's so, but it's all honoring baby Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's all about baby Jesus, you know, and, and it's kind of nice in a way that they put such an importance on the birth of Jesus on those weeks leading up to Lent, because then you're going to start where he's going to make his way to the cross. Mm -hmm. And it, it's just a beautiful time. So if anyone has never tasted a king cake before, I know you can Google uh, king cakes and you can pay a few extra dollars and get one shipped to your home. So uh -huh. maybe we'll have to get one here for our Priest for Life staff. We'll yeah, get a king cake yeah. so we can celebrate in real style. Well, great discussion. Well, and you know, the, the, the epiphany, it's important for us in the pro-life movement to draw the pro-life dimensions of epiphany. Oh, okay. Because the word is Greek. It means manifestation, revelation, as we were describing. And he's king for all the nations. So the idea that his salvation comes to every nation is prominent in this feast. But what is the connection with the defense of human life? Right. When John Paul II wrote uh, the Gospel of Life, Evangelium Vitae, he said, he asked the question, why is life always a good? Because always that's what good. we teach, right? right. Whether always it's unplanned right. or unwanted or inconvenient, burdensome, whatever you want to say, right. that life is always to be welcomed because it's always good. Why is it always good? And the answer he gives is, it's a manifestation. It's an epiphany of the glory of God. Because you look at human life, you're seeing a reflection of God. We're made right. in His image. We reflect His love. We reflect His dominion over creation. We reflect His power to give life, you know, in the union of man and woman. We, we, it, life is a man, human life is a manifestation of the glory of God. Right. Our intelligence, I mean, we're having programs, you know, you don't, you know, animals are not 
you know, making TV programs. You know, we have our little doggies that we bring sometimes. In fact, I'm sure our viewers are waiting to see the doggies again. You know, they're they're doing well, all three of them. But (laughs) they're not the ones producing these TV shows. The human beings are. So in so many different ways, human life is a manifestation of God. That's why it's sacred. It comes from God. It belongs to God. It goes back to God. It's sacred. Epiphany can, as, as we are seeing the full revelation of who Jesus is, needs to draw us back then to, yes, and we know in every human life, we see Jesus, we see the Father, we see who we are called to be, we see our dignity, and therefore, we have to welcome, proclaim, celebrate, serve, protect human life. That's right. Yes. Okay, well, happy Epiphany Day. Yes. I hope you learned something today. And have a great celebration this weekend, okay? This is Janet Morana, Executive Director of Priest for Life. Until next time, thank you and God bless. This is Father Dennis Wild, Pastoral Associate of Priests for Life. Been in the organization for 25 years and it's marvelous because I want to tell you today about financial support for one of our most effective pro-life ministries in the world. Priests for Life has been leading the fight against abortion for decades. We are led by a strong and varied team of pro-life activists and experts in mobilizing churches, electing pro-life candidates, leading prayer efforts, publishing and broadcasting, healing the wounds of abortion, uniting pro-life leaders in strategy, meetings, defending life in the international arena. All of this, Priests for Life does not receive church funding or government grants. We rely on you for individual donations. We have very high evaluations among charities and top security on our donation site, prolifegift.org. You can go there for a one-time gift or to become a monthly donor. Or you can call us at 321-500-1000. That's 321-500-1000. God bless you. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.